When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Let you bang. 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 For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? We got a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me and the funniest person I know, the only person that I share roadhouse clips with, uh, Sean McCorkle is here. Uh... So you look very dark. Everything okay? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to fix my lighting in here. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. If, uh, not that they need to really see me very clearly, but uh, I just realized the sun is behind me in this blurry video instead of a roadhouse video. There's my big head. <laughs> is that going to be distracting having that big white block behind me because I can move my chair? So no, you're fine. You're fine. I just want to make sure you're not like in a cave or something, or, or your like your house isn't flooded yeah. last time. It looks like if I was down here, it looked like I had a good idea. Like. If I got light over my head, it'd be like the opposite of whatever happens to Brendan Schaub. He never has, he never has a light bulb go off over his head unless it's to steal someone's joke. By the way, um, I got more people that hit me up about me getting busted, about lying, about you get your house flooded. People said that <laughs> like, uh, which I didn't even think of. It was such a, like a little lie that I'm like, oh, okay, I just I need to find a good excuse for us to prolong the podcast for a day. <laughs> How nice is tall Steve that he stayed up all night stressed out about it? Like, he was like, man, I hope his house is okay. That's terrible. Man, I'm like, tall Steve is like the nicest. He like watches my kids' videos and like comments on them. Uh, <laughs> like, he's such a good dude. Like, he, when, when he said that, I knew I was in a normal live, but I had no idea in what context. So I, I was like, he's like, how's your house? I was like, does he think I live in Hawaii? Does he think, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I didn't know what he thought. So I was like, um, it's okay. Like, I didn't know what to say, you know, so sorry. Dude, I, I like, I hate when I'm like, my kid busts me all the time and lies. Like, we were at Chuck E. Cheese and we were there for like three, four hours. We got there like at noon. So I'm like, all right, we got to go. She's like, why? I'm like, it's closing. And it obviously wasn't closing. It was like right. three o'clock, you know, but I'm not going to be like, because this sucks and I have ADHD and I'm bored. But I'm like, so I'm just like, oh, it's closing. And then other people are walking in. And then she's like, well, why are they here? Uh, I'm like, cause they're here to rob the place. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are rich people. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> I should have said that. So then I go to the guy who worked there, this like 20 year old stone kid. I'm like, Hey, you guys are closing, right? Like, no. I'm like, yes, you are like, you know, like wink, wink. So now he's in on my fucking lie. I got every, it's just, he thinks you were letting him in on some inside information. Like he's like, I got to get another job. Great. Like hey, you guys are closing, you know, right. Dude, I, uh, so my my uh, daughter, you know, we have 
so I like last year I told you the whole story. We went to the park and there was a bunny and it was we, we just rescued it because it was someone dumped it there. It was there for like a day. It was this little cute. It wasn't like a wild bunny. It was sitting on my foot. And then everyone's like, you have to get more bunnies. Now we had four bunnies, right? So <laughs> one of them was like really sick. Like her, basically, I don't know what her insides were just like blowing up almost. Like like her vagina was super swollen. Like just like just all kinds of. And we took it to the vet. The vet said that she had like a, you know, a urinary tract infection, a UTI. And then the cranberry juice. <laughs> ended up dying like a day later, right? And this is this is last week while I'm on the cruise. So it it was rough. It was, you know, my daughter was, you know, bring her back, bring her. She starts praying and, you know, I want, you know, no, no, just. So she goes to, so, so we get a phone call yesterday. She goes to school and I guess she told some, the kids that her bunny died. And some little, the teacher calls us up. Hello, this is, this, are these Violet's parents? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to let you know what happened at school today it was, I heard her tell the a boy that her bunny passed away. And the boy said that he killed it, that he came <laughs> over and he killed the bunny. And I told, you know, I scolded the boy and I said, listen, you know, we're not allowed to say stuff like that. That's not okay to talk to me that way. You know? So right away I'm like, well, did he? <laughs> like, I don't right. know. Did. Like, <laughs> You're like, how's he feel about another three of them? <laughs> you, need to, uh, you need to just show your daughter that movie Pet Cemetery. That'll change her mind about bringing the, bringing the bunny back. She's like, this is what happens when you try to bring animals back. Dude, so now I'm like, me and my wife trying to think of like comebacks for her to tell the kid, like right. next time the kid says that. So we're like, all right, well, you know, we'll tell your mom that daddy uh, was talking to a side chick. <laughs> like, right. yeah. Trying to like ruin the kid's parents' marriage or, you know, trying to think of things of like, hey, well, well, uh, well, tell it, well, your mom has herpes. I'm trying to think of like, Things that like a five-year-old would. <laughs> I got in a fight with some kids on a. When I had my business back in the day, it was in this little neighborhood that our store was down this little main street. You know, like little, I don't know, looked like Disney World, but in uh, with white trash instead. But um, it's just down this little main street. And these kids came down. We'd have a snowball fight every day when I was done working. So I get like the punk kids one day that are too old to be throwing snowballs. You know, what I mean, like 12, 13. and they were throwing like ice balls and stuff. I was like, guys, quit. Let me finish working. I was moving some stuff outside. So let me finish working. I'll have a snowball fight with you guys. And they're like, F you, you know, this and that or whatever. I'm like, okay, you're pushing it. So one of them threw a piece of ice, hit me in the balls, man. And it hurt. Like when I wasn't paying attention, you know? And so yeah. as he did, I turned around, I was real mad. And he's riding by the bike laughing. So I like karate kick him off the bike. Like he's like 12 <laughs> years old. I kicked him off the bike. He falls and flips. I was 28, probably 29. So I don't know, maybe 27. But yeah, I kick him like a full, full on kick. Like, and he falls off the bike, starts like, you know, gets hurt and starts crying or whatever. And then one of his other friends come by and I grabbed him and he, he threw something, maybe a big piece of ice. Again, I grabbed him and I like, pushed his face in the snow. It was like brutal. And so uh, this kid gets up, he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to go tell my dad, you know, or whatever. I said, yeah, go get your dad. That'd be a great idea. You'll get to see your dad get beat up. You know, after having, after getting knocked off your bike, you'll get to see your dad get beat up. And, uh, he goes, you don't know who my dad is. And my idiot friend that worked for me said, neither do you, like to the kid, like to the 12-year-old, you know, and then starts laughing hysterically. And I was like, this is going way too far, you know what I mean? or whatever. Like, it was probably too far when I kicked the kid, but now we're uh, having yeah, I mean, the kid, his, the uh, guy that worked for you didn't say, hey, man, we can't kick 12-year-olds? Like, this No, he was all for it, yeah. He was, he was, the, uh, he was the kid that's uh, in school that was – he was a nerd, so he was a vulture. Like, he went after those weaker than him, like, which wasn't very many. But uh, he was like a hyena, man. If, if you were, if you were beating up a twelve year old, he was there, like right in the middle of it. Like he was, he was all for. Uh, we actually used to call him Vulture. Uh, we called him Boner mostly. 
Um, because this is like bully beatdown, but you're the bullies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't know. The funny thing was at the time, like I didn't think it was that odd. And my brother, with my partner, was like, "So you're beating up kids at our store now?" Like yeah, whatever. Because <laughs> like, I thought about it, I was like, "Yeah." I, <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned, I guess that is a little odd, you know, but it was, you had to be there. The kid hit me in the balls with a piece of ice and was laughing. It brought back childhood memories. Like That uh, happened in Cobra Kai, right? Remember when yeah. he, but at least those kids deserved it. I mean, that was. Yeah, as I think about it. Yeah, no, we're uh, Karate Kid 1. Uh, LaRusso had it coming, if you think about all of it. Like, there's a there's a video online that's like, Daniel was the real bully. That's a great oh, yeah. video. You know, yeah, he, the way the guy explains it pretty much makes sense to me. Like, no, I actually, like 15 years ago, I did a comedy show with William Zapka with the guy who plays and he was like for some reason there and he went on stage at the end and like karate <laughs> comedian or something. It was something like strange. Well, I don't even know why he was there, but I was like talking to him like, Hey man, you know, what sucks. He's like, what? I'm like, at the end of karate kid, you say it's all right. You're all right. LaRusso, but they rolled the credits. He's like, dude, you're totally right. This is <laughs> and he's like, that like, <laughs> obviously bothered him too like i like how uh i like how his karate teacher was going to murder him for losing <laughs> he had him in a rear naked choke and punches one of the other students he was gonna that would teach him to lose a karate tournament he's like uh murdering him and uh after that was so great john crease man he only that's awesome that the only person who could outdo him is uh terry silver like you know I mean, as far as being evil how would you like to be those guys and have you think about like zapka i'm sure he was i think he was rich anyway when he did he grow up like with rich Hollywood parents or something, I think. Like, I mean, it was just sucks because like you get typecast because you're so good at your role. Right. It's like, yeah. It's like, it's like you can't work because you're too good. Oh, you want to play Johnny again on this, uh, the same character, like again. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, what about like the, like think about all the people who don't work because they suck. This guy works right. doesn't work because he's too good at this one part. It's just it, yeah. I, that's, that's like, those guys though man they didn't they don't do a movie or a tv show for 30 years and all of a sudden they're on the number one show on streaming yeah. show anyway that's got to be weird for a man after 30 years to do the same role and have it blow up like that you know 100 percent. i mean I'm so i think happy. there's a man i think there's a huge i mean not like we're doing a business show here but there is money to be made on retro stuff right now man like everybody's longing for the 90s you know what i mean like everything 80s 90s like it's a our whole generation, you know, I mean, misses those days. And I'm sure everybody thought, well, my day, you know, things were a lot better, but it's better than this shit we got going on right now, man. I'll tell you what. Well, like, there it, were no phones back then. And you actually paid right. attention to what was going on. I mean, you actually were like, had to actually watch something. Now, I mean, you know how many times you go to a restaurant now and you look around and there's people on dates and none of them are talking. They're, yeah, they're both on their phone. phone. They're both on. I actually took my my wife on a cruise. My my wife and daughter last week, and it was it was the best. I mean, they had it for my kid. They had a you know a Dr. Seuss breakfast. Um, Dr. Seuss hasn't been canceled. You know how Dr. Seuss it came out like right. things that he was like a wife beater or something like <laughs> supposedly, yeah. And I like wrote a whole bit about it, like like the books that never got made, like Green Eggs and Bam. And, and, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh but they had a dr seuss breakfast so it was like the cat in the hat came out and, and then they had a kids club for her where like all i guess parents dropped their kids and the, the teachers were super nice they're all from like you know south africa and the philippines like really good with kids for some reason uh -oh. filipinos are, are way better with kids than uh and and nicer <laughs> so she had the greatest time ever although Dude, so this one show I did, right? So I do the show in the big theater. There's like a thousand people. First, they had me do a kid, a PG show at noon, right? Which is hard right. enough, right? I got to do a PG show, 30 minutes, noon. So there's a guy that's like maybe early 20s, maybe 19, 18. He had special needs, okay? I'll just leave it at that, right? And you can just tell 
there was something off with him, right? But he was laughing at everything. So I do, I do a joke. I'm like, I used to race horses. I always lost. Horses are fast, right? Right. It's, it's kind of a Stephen Wright kind of bit. All of a sudden, the kid yells out, horses, right? So <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, man, horses. Dude, every, this was like minute like six in my act. For the next 24 minutes, every joke I did, he yelled out horses, right? In the middle of the joke, beginning of the joke, like I had, I was actively trying to like ignore him, but he had some, a lot of issues and nobody was around him. So every time I told, and I'd be like, oh, yep, yeah, a horse is blah, blah. Anyway, you could get on a horse and ride out of here. Like, and then everyone's laughing. So he thinks he got the assist on this. So he hears laughing sure. and he's laughing. And I'm like, dude. Are you sure this wasn't Brendan Schaub? Because that sounds exactly like every podcast I've ever seen him on. Like uh, Joe Rogan will be, yeah, I told the guy to suck my dick. He's like, yeah, dick, right? I got dick. Like he just repeats the last so, word. So I split the show with the other comedian, right? As the other comic goes on, doesn't know what's going on. So he gets on, and his first joke, he just hears horses. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so I'm in the back crying, like I'm crying, laughing at how ridiculous, dude. But then he comes to my late show, right next show. <laughs> I wonder what's gonna happen, <laughs> dude. Ev- and what sucks was that everyone couldn't see him. So I, he's in the second row. There are horses. Fo. So. Dude, so then I'm like, listen, I'm going to get back to my room tomorrow and I'm going to get a phone call and it's going to be you saying horses. My whole right. Instagram now is people that were on the cruise just putting, saying horses and horse emojis. That's like, awesome. Like, but, you could be, that could be your new thing, you know, like that, uh, who was that guy that just said hamburger after every joke and it made no sense? That was Remember? hamburger. That was hamburger. Yeah. That was his, <laughs> that was his name? Yeah, you're gonna, gonna be, you're gonna be horse now. <laughs> Adam the horse was a black comic in a cowboy hat, right? And, and he had, had a lot of gimmicks going on at the same time. <laughs> and, he, and he had to be clean, so rather than curse, he would just say hamburger. Like instead of saying like like man, like like bitches be tripping, like whatever hamburger, right? So then, right. Dude, I, I I did a show with him. It was me, Bill Burr, this guy Rip Michaels, and a hamburger. Bill right? Burger. <laughs> and it was, dude, it was a gospel comedy show, right? Uh, it was that gospel comedy show at BB King's. This is my 1999, 2000, uh, Times Square, right? And Hamburger's on, right? And he's killing it. Like, Hamburger's the most famous out of everybody at that time. Like, right. that's, right? So it was, it, was still, it was still Billy Burr. That's how he went by Billy Burr, right? Right. So, dude, this girl, go, for some reason, they had, like, this girl came on from the audience and wanted to sing like swing low sweet chariot like carry me home and was awful right it was a very black crowd right right they were, they were being very polite it was it was like easter right so they but, all relative but <laughs> you're a black person being polite is relative a so, white person being mean typically so, so she was ta- she was she was uh so she, after she got off stage hamburger goes on and he goes uh he goes, man, someone should have just carried her home. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, now get her out of here. That was terrible. Hamburger. Oh, hamburger. <laughs> Dude, like the place erupted. I mean, people were rolling in the aisles. Like, you know how like, the white people get up and they start running around the room laughing? Right. That's exactly how it was. Oh, man. Well, you didn't know someone had told a good joke, someone had dunked on someone, or someone had performed magic. Like, it was one of those three things that caused the reaction. Now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, 
convenient meals for sunny, active days. I, I know I am, okay? And Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Not number two, number one. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well and so should you. Well, with Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The Factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with Factor. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's 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 nothing. That's You burn that off, I don't know, jogging, all right? You need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? I do. We'll try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein. Hell yeah. Get, get rough. Look, look at these guns, people, all right? So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash roasted50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's, she's adorable. All right. No more biting. We got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day and check out factor right now. Dude, yeah. A hundred. Dude, they went fucking ballistic. It was so mean, but it was so funny. I wonder if he was conflicted at all about saying it. Like, I wonder if he thought this is going to kill if I say, it, but it's really going to hurt her feelings. Like probably not. You think he was like 60 at the time. Like, Oh, you know, really? like, like he didn't give a fuck. Like, like I was I gonna ask definitely... if he was still around, but I guess if he was sixty back then. Then he's probably no, he's not. still around. He's somehow he still, really? he's still around, and he and he and he's a nice guy. Uh, he happens to be a he wasn't very nice to her at that time. Right. But, like, I was gonna say yeah. So, so far, what I know of him, he doesn't sound that nice. <laughs> when black people are not impressed, it's the funniest. Like I did, a, I did a show and I did a cruise in Jamaica, and I went on the tour. It was like I was the only white person on the tour bus, and we go to Jamaica and. And all of a sudden, this guy comes out and he's like, I'm the Bushes man, right? And he's like dressed in all like feathers and like, you know, and like, like the white people must have given him like money. <laughs> like, right. like, people are like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> they were giving Bushes man shit. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> dude, have you, have you ever watched Tubi? No, I never even oh, heard of it. Dude, so I guess Tubi is like a network and it's got really cheap movies that like somehow, like, how do I say this without coming across racist? Um, but black people are having a field day. I guess they're like, I, I don't know who's making these movies, but there are movies that like are so bad, they're good, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, <laughs> like, like Roadhouse, for example. Dude, no, 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 no. Roadhouse is like Citizen Kane uh, compared to these movies. Like this, these movies are, and for some reason I'm on like Twitter 
where black people are like finding these movies and posting scenes from them. And uh, yeah. but, dude, and I, for example, I, I like retweeted it. You got to see this movie that like, uh, and then and then they're also doing commentary on the on like the movie. I was gonna say, I assume they're doing voiceovers, right? Or <laughs> here, here, I'll, let me see if I could if I could share this, and then we got to get to the fights and everything. This is a fighting podcast. I get it. Can you see this? Yeah. All right. So here we go. Someone said like uh, the caption is they are so not serious. Like this scene was so bad I couldn't help but crack up. So this is a uh, this is from a two B movie. Damn. I knew it. I knew it. Like I'm just a kid, and then, but th this one is even the worst. Watch, like, watch this one. She so goes, "I need to be to get serious, right?" Brittany Griner. So this one right here. Watch. This gonna make your mind. Not to get involved, right? Watch this. And of course, I'm watching Tubi. Watch this. What the hell? <laughs> Who was the stunt? Who was the stunt uh, manager on that film, man? <laughs> like, listen, we can't even get close with this broom. I was at the best take. Like, uh, oh my god, dude! Ah, oh, that, that those at, at fucking hilarious. I mean, I, I mean, why would someone buy that that movie though? Like, who paid for that movie? But uh, anyway. You know what, man? There is nothing. I don't know. There's got to be a way for someone. The internet is the funniest place that has ever existed. Like if I, I sometimes will watch YouTube videos like that, and just the comments are way better than anything anybody's making. Like on YouTube, the stuff people say, you kind of realize how many funny people there are out there. Sometimes, man. Oh, I'll tell you what's happened to me on occasion. I'll look at a comment and I'll start cracking up on YouTube, and I'll look down to reply to it and realize I'm the one that wrote it four years ago on YouTube. Like, there'll be a comment. I'll be like, man, that's hilarious. I'm like, oh, I wrote that four years ago in this video. I don't even remember seeing it, you know, or whatever. Like, I always give myself a pat on the back on that one when I make me laugh. But Here's another Tubi movie. Called Tiffany the Doll. They seem to have very similar themes. <laughs> it's... <laughs> He's got two guns. Is that another one, or did he... <laughs> <laughs> this is just like one of my brother's movies he made when he was 12 years old with a knife like he's got two guns he shoots you should have tried the other gun because that other one can't shoot for straight for shit he missed her what, six times he just, he just goes like this like <laughs> That was the precursor to the Matrix. They saw that scene. It's like we could do that <laughs> way like way better. Hold on, crazy. So, did you watch the fights? Did you get up early and watch them? Uh, I did not. I didn't know they were on. I did watch a little bit of the Contender series last night. Um, and what sucks is I never watched the Contender because I refused to pay for ESPN Plus. But I realized I had ten days left on my account from the last pay per view or something um, that I regretted paying for. So I was watching, I had some guys coming, uh, they were, uh, uh, oh gosh, what is it? What is the place right by Thailand? Uh, I can't remember, but they were Asian guys, nicest guys ever. They came to buy some yeah. tractor equipment from me, but they were Burmesian. That's what it was. Yeah, they're Burmese guys. And uh, they pull up, of course, they were way late, not because they were Asian, but because the fight's getting ready to come on. Finally, a fight I care about because they sucked me in with their pre-fight story. Like, this guy was, I used to do crack. I used to, I was like, this guy's going to be the champ one day, you know? I was in prison for 47 months. They're telling stories. 
then there's other guys Brazilian. He just looks like a murderer. So I'm like, it's going to be a great fight. And then the guys pull up right then from three hours away. They were like an hour late. I was like, of course they come in right when I want to see this. And then uh, I needed that, but uh, I knew the one guy, the Brazilian guy wanted. No, it was the only fights I saw was one or two fights on the contender last night. So, so Max Holloway fought the Korean Zombie, and you know I got to feel bad for Max Holloway. He never gets his due. So it was actually a pretty good fight. Max was landing more. He ended up knocking out the Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie was like. I think it was the third round or fourth round. They were like, you got to go for broke. You're losing every round. And then he just comes out swinging, like, like rock him. And then it gets knocked out. Like it was probably the worst strategy that you could have, but so entertaining. But you're like, what did you, what did you think was going to happen? Right? Like you just basically just came out like a fucking zombie. And actually Max had him in like, he had him in a chokehold in the second, and it was super tight. And the guy's like, I don't know how he's surviving this. Right? I mean, he's a zombie. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's only headshots that kill them. That's what I've seen in movies. It, uh, that's the only way. So Max Holloway, hasn't he won? Has he won several fights in a row now, or am I crazy? He has, and he beat the Korean zombie. So the Korean zombie retires, and every post now is about the Korean zombie. Like, it's all <laughs> like... It's is thunder. Like 100%. Like, nothing was like Holloway looked great. Great knockout by Holloway. It was all about the zombie. Literally, I'm like, come on. Like, fucking poor Max Holloway. Because uh, he he's, you know, awesome. And he looked great. I mean, the Is zombie- he not another title shot at any point? It seems like I may be wrong, but I think I thought he's won like three or four in a row against high-level guys, right? Or am I? Am I-, uh, I think he, he lost to Vulcan. I remember he lost to Vulcan. And like, he... And he's such a nice guy. Every time he had him hurt, like he would, he like would look at the ref, and um, right. and he was like, "Are you sure it's okay? Like, are you okay?" Blah blah. You know. Um, but it was oh, it was round three he won. I mean, the, the zombie. Yeah, I guess he, I guess he's only won two in a row. I was thinking Holloway since he lost. I was thinking he won like three or four in a row, but I guess only two in a row. So. So here's the here's the knockout. <laughs> oh golly! Yeah, that was that. Um, nasty right hand to walk straight into, man. Straight into it. And, you know, I, I got to think that if the Korean zombie hadn't been forced to perform, you know, service for the Korean army, it, it kind of <laughs> stinted his career because he was he was killing it before that. And he came back and started winning, losing. I don't know, man. I, I think a certain I think like because there's no way they're making the members of BTS serve in the, in the military, right? <laughs> like, the members of what? BT, you, know, yeah. B, you know who BTS is? Uh, no, it's like a K pop band, they're like the biggest band. Okay, yeah, actually, I do think I know, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I do. Know. Yeah, so. you think they're making them serve in the military? Like, like, golly, I don't know. I know North Korea, it's you know, uh, like required for something like 10 years, you gotta do like 10 years of at least you know, some kind of military service. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh, I think it's kind of like Elvis when he was in the army, it probably depends on your social status, you know what I mean? Like, Elvis. When the best was when uh, the who's the kid who married the girl from Deal or No Deal the the prince whatever kid or whatever oh um, yeah 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 uh, um, Prince Harry yeah he uh, they were talking about all the missions he went on all the lives he saved in Iraq like that dude ain't been near a bullet man they, I guarantee they wouldn't even let the people around him have loaded guns you know what I mean or whatever like that kid but oh yeah he's a helicopter pilot he fought over there in Afghanistan I was like yeah that probably takes some balls shooting down from a helicopter at guys fighting with rocks and you know sticks thrown them at you like or whatever but it uh it's always cracks me up man those uh I don't know the military service stuff like that when a celebrity does it's always amazing and then you got a guy like the Pat Tillman guy that went over you remember I think it was Pat Tillman he was an NFL player he goes over there and then we blow him up like our our army kills him you know what I mean 
Yeah, they friendly fire killed him, and then they tried to uh, they tried to cover it up and be like, "Oh no, it was a it was a IED or whatever, you know, or something like that." But uh, I think I always feel bad for the dogs the most, man. The dogs, the dogs that go out and sniff the bombs. Oh, <laughs> you feel bad for the dog when Pat Tillman got killed. I was like, I feel bad. Oh for no, me. I feel bad for obviously Pat Tillman and his family is a hero, but the dogs because they didn't sign up right. for this shit. They don't know anything about war. Like right. they're like they're like their job is to go out and find the bombs and the grenades and and like sit- they should send bunnies instead of dogs. It'd be a lot better. <laughs> Teach them. There's an abundance of them. Send Don Fry because even if it explodes, he'll be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. can you imagine dust himself off? Well, there's one. They're walking. There was a there was a picture I was going to send you today, man. Um, I don't know what it was. It was a bunch of construction workers, and somebody was making a comment about uh, this is how real men eat their lunch. And I'm like, what? Seven guys sitting around eating lunch, watching one guy Mexican guy shovel gravel because that's all I've seen on road construction sites. But each guy looked like Don Fry, a different version of Don Fry, a different age. Like it was like six guys, construction workers, all had mustaches, all sitting there eating their lunch like against the thing. But uh, that same guy, the kid that was a vulture, I told you about in school. Every time we'd go by work construction crew, he would roll down his window when we were teenagers. Yeah. and be like, why don't you guys get to work? Why is the Mexican the only one working? Like, scream at him or whatever. And yeah, does it take eight guys to shovel to, to dig one hole? He'd yell at every time. And sometimes we would get stuck, like with the stop sign in construction, like the guy would turn and stop. And then he would get quiet quick, man. He would just sit there and look straight ahead, like not say anything. I'm like, great. Now they're going to think I said it, you know. But it, uh, he, one time he, he yelled. Uh, an unflattering term at a giant black guy that was, uh, I mean, keep in mind, we're 16. This dude's probably 28, built like, built like Bob Sapp riding a little girl's bike. So it looks like Debo pretty much riding a little girl's bike. And he yelled something at him as we passed him. And so we got about 100 feet ahead. And I stopped the car and started trying to open his door, like to let him get out because the guy was pedaling that girl's bike really fast. And he never did that again. He was terrified thereafter. But uh, So uh, we got Chaz Skelly here. Oh, I forgot to tell you our guests. We have Chaz Skelly and uh, Ode Osborne is coming uh, in a little bit. But uh, you you know who Chaz Skelly is, Sean? Uh, Sure. No, I'm sorry. So Chaz (laughs) Skelly, he's a retired UFC fighter. He was a monster. And he actually went out on not only a win, like he won three in a row. Uh, He was a five-time, I think, state champion in Texas wrestling. It had a record of like 140 and like one or something. He was a a monster. And uh, he was also, he's also very funny. He took an improv course. He wanted to do stand-up comedy. He's super funny. And uh, he, he was the one that sang the Jack Black song during the press conference about sucking his balls. Like after he won, he just started singing about his balls being sucked. I didn't see uh, that, but I will be watching. Yeah, he's a lot younger than me, so he came along a lot, a lot later than that. Yes, and Chaz Skelly, record of 19-3. and three. He won his last two fights, three fights. He lost to Jason Knight, but there's a he lost his last one of his last five out of six, actually. Uh, but Chaz is now in Texas. Uh, you're here with me and McCorkle. How are you, man? Doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? Good, 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 good. Now you look like are you coaching? What's what's are you coaching wrestling? No, no, I'm not coaching. I'm just doing some sales. But uh, I am part of the Texas Collegiate Wrestling Foundation, and we are trying to bring the first Division One program, college program, to Texas. It'll be at uh, Charleston State University. They're all in on it. We're just trying to find the get the funding right now to do the startup. Wait, Texas has no D1 wrestling? No, no, Texas never had a D1 wrestling program. Wow, how is that possible, man? Big as that state is with those, man, that's crazy. Yeah, the only yeah, the only college program that I know of here is uh right here in Fort Worth, uh Texas Westland. And that was that's very new within the last few years. I mean you got Oklahoma right there. I, yeah, I, I know, right? 
That's crazy. Yeah, That's we're crazy. exporting all of our talent. Oh my god! And then your record in high school? What was your record in high school? Oh yeah, it wasn't nearly as good as you said. I, I don't know what my record was, but I lost probably five or six times. Uh, I only won state once. I got second twice. And and then, uh, but your last, you act. I can't. You actually went out not only on like a, a winning one. You won three in a row and then retired. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just you know it's hard to get through the camps. You know, it gets it gets harder and harder. I'm 38, so it's not like um you know, a young man anymore, you know, I just want to retire on my own terms. And, you know, I figured a, a good knockout win was a good way to go out. Do, do you uh, miss it? Oh, yeah, every day. You know, I've, I dream of hot, sweaty young boys in spandex, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's amazing. His chance of signing his career just like mine, except the opposite. I also went out on four or five knockouts, but mine were giving them to the other guy. So, <laughs> you know, they always have, they have famous wrestlers do the job for the next generation. I, I did the job for like four other guys that got to fight in the UFC. So, Jazz yeah. was so funny. Now, what was that thing that you were singing about, right? About your balls? Was that, was that? Oh, one? no, that's a, that's a Jack Black song, uh, Fuck Her Gently by Jack Black. And hold on, let me see if I can, you, let me see if I can find this. Is it on YouTube? Oh God, I'm I sure. would sure hope so. <laughs> you know, you don't want to. You never want to. I never looked it up. Secondhand embarrassment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, dude. You you got to see this, uh, Sean. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it right now. It was hilarious. Like it was so strange, um, <laughs> but it was but it was like it was hilarious, uh, and it it kind of went viral, right? Yeah. But they they had asked me what I was going to do after my victory, and I said I was going to sing karaoke. They asked me, you know, what song, and so I just went with it. You asked you up, perfect. You talked about having people here and, and maybe going out tonight and having having some fun. Like, is there any thought in your mind of maybe I am going to take a fight? So, how much do I how much do I do tonight? And how much do I hang out? Are you asking me how many shots I'm going to take? Yes, exactly. As many as I can uh, handle and still function. Uh, what is the go to karaoke song? Uh, Fuck Her Gently by Tenacious D. Okay, solid. Uh, you want me to, you want me to acapella? Yeah, go ahead. No. This is amazing. I mean, this is amazing. You don't always have to fuck her hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. <laughs> sometimes you got to make some love and fucking give her some smooches too. Sometimes you got to squeeze. And sometimes you got to say please. And sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm gonna fuck you softly i'm gonna screw you gently i'm gonna hump you sweetly i'm gonna borrow you discreetly. <laughs> then you say hey i bought you flowers and then you say wait a minute sally think i got something in my teeth can you get it out for me that's fucking teamwork. There you go. That's a little. That's a little, yeah. <laughs> I like how nobody clapped. That's the yeah. <laughs> They're like, boo, get off the stage. I can't believe I've never seen that before. I don't even know how that's possible that I missed that. It's like <laughs> insanity. <laughs> that was that was incredible. And you were planning on doing that or no? Uh no, no, no. 
No, I just, uh, you know, I like singing some karaoke every now and then. You got to let it out. You got to get it out. And then uh, what did your girlfriend say, your wife? She said, do what you promised on stage. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. now, now, so, didn't you have one fight, Chaz, where you came out there and the guy didn't show up or something? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jamal Emmers. I was, I walked out and I guess he had, while he was warming up, he had back spasms and, and never made the walk. So I was in the cage just waiting, like, what a, you know, looking all goofy in there. That, so that was, but you made it, did you ever get paid for that? Yeah, they paid me. They did. Was, hold, hold, oh yeah, this was, uh, this was hilarious. So you, dude, that was one of the funniest, uh, hold on, let's see if we have. We uh, saw a very, oh, on, where, uh, where is he? Electrolyte, common uh, times, uh, making sure guys respecting this uh, fight. Uh, oh, this, this fucking, this guy just talks. So you had no idea. I mean, no one could have told you beforehand. No, well. I, it just happened during walkouts. So I was actually supposed to walk out second and they came to my dressing room and said, all right, you're coming out. You're coming out. So I was like, all right, no big deal. So I walked out and I passed his dressing room and the door was open. Cause at the apex, there's like this, you're warming up here and your guy could be warming up in the room right next to you, you know, and the door was open and I looked over and I saw him, like lying on the mat, like screaming. But I thought I was like, man, this guy's really getting pumped up, you know? Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, he's he's ready. <laughs> so so I, I didn't think anything of it. And I walked out and they played my music, but then they restarted my music. They played it again. And I was like, oh, this is weird. And I was kind of like, he's, you know? And then somebody came out and they said that I just saw somebody go like, and I, I was just, I was like, oh man, what's happened? Henry Hoof was in my corner and Henry's like, D don't worry about it. Just stay ready, stay ready, you know, stay warm. And uh, so, so I did, you know, I kept jumping around and then it, it became obvious, you know, that the, the fight was over and it is what it is. I just wanted to get paid, you know, at that point, I, I didn't really, obviously he went, he made, he went through the training camp. He, you know, it sucks for him, but for me, I was just like, you know, I showed up, pay me. I would have been thrilled. Like, I always hope my opponent wouldn't walk out, like, every time it'd be great. Like, I, you know, I'd always think, I don't want to do this. And before the fight started, I'd be sitting there thinking, dude, I don't want to do this. But, yeah, it's a uh, – when I fought Sol Pelele, it's kind of a similar story. He, I heard him dry heaving in the uh, next room, and, like, he was scared to death, right? And I was like, dude, I got this dude beat mentally already. And I was like a 10-to-1 betting underdog. So they thought I was going to get killed. But I actually believed until the fight started I was going to win. Then he picked me up and slammed me on my head and beat the shit out of me for about three minutes straight. And I lost. But I, he wouldn't even look at me to stare down. He's kept on the ground. I was like, this dude's already beat mentally, man. This ain't going to be anything. And then he was not beat mentally or physically. He was not beat at all. So, <laughs> You know, it's crazy because I've heard a lot of people talk about, like, how terrified they are walking in. And I'm so scared. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first started fighting, like my third pro fight or something like that, I got a fight on short notice for Bellator, 155. And it was uh, it was only like Bellator, maybe nine or something, but it was on ESPN Deportes. And I was, and it was a packed arena, you know. It was actually super packed in Louisiana. It was a hometown kid. He had sold a ton of tickets. I was just like, felt like I was going to puke. I was so nervous. After that, I don't know. I just never really got super nervous or scared. You know, I was just kind of like, whatever, we're, you know, we're going out to fight. I would sleep in the dressing room before my sleep, wake up, warm up, and then go out there and fight. 
And uh, I guess there's just two. I guess I just was like, that's the worst. I, I, I told myself at that point, if you feel like this before fights, you sh- I don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> I was, yeah. dude, I was terrified. I felt like I was going to puke. I just, dude, I was like, you got to relax. And so I just started kind of trying to relax as much as possible. And lucky for me, I guess I just, I don't know. I never, never dealt with that too much. I, I always told people I would fight every weekend if I could skip the three hours before the fight. Like if you could just skip the three hours sitting back there waiting, man, like that was the the worst part. Cause you start, I would start questioning. I had been a millionaire before too. And then I was fighting for at a bar for $500. So like after getting divorced and losing all my money. So that's a little bit of an adjustment to make too. Um, you know, but I, I used to think like, I, I, what are you doing? Like, why am I doing this? You know, like it's crazy, man. But it's uh, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to not do it every time. I was always afraid of embarrassment, not getting hurt. Just, I didn't want to be embarrassed. I'd be like, God, please let me win. Even if it, if I get crippled, I just want to win. I don't want to be embarrassed. You know, so. oh, Sean, here it is. Yeah. Here, here's Chaz finding out his, he, he's in there. Now from our production room and Jamal Embers is backstage and suffering from back spasms. His body is shutting down on him right now. And, you know, this is obviously a very awkward situation for Chess. Sally just made the walk. He's ready to get in there and fight. And Look at that body. Make the walk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The head of the Narbada. Gary, who told you to stay ready? Because he knew the UFC was probably looking for a replacement at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> we got five and five for you if you want to take a fight on 45 seconds. Hey, that's no lie, actually. Yeah. So there was another guy that uh, his fight got canceled very last second. And... Uh, he actually wrote me and said, hey, if you want, let's see if they'll put us at the end of this card. He was a 55 pounder, and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, you, already got, you already got your money, and that didn't get hurt. Yeah, I'd have been like, nah, dude. You Plus, you can't – You can't. I couldn't. I couldn't be like that and get the letdown – or not the letdown, but the relief of I don't have to fight and then get ready to fight again, man. That would be – that would be oh, terrible. Yeah, Where did he announce? Hold on. has been canceled. Oh, uh. The fight has been canceled. Unfortunate. You look at Chaz Skelly right there, who's got to hear that after warming up, after making the walk. Hey, Bisley. Do I get my win bonus? Hey, Bisley. Why is Bisley the guy in I wanted him to say something about it. He's asking me, does he get his win bonus there? I mean, you know, if there's a resilient guy... You should ask for the fight of the night bonus. Start high and let him negotiate that for a win bonus. Quickest finish in UFC history. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That's I would have ran with that, man. I would have ran with that for years on the internet. Like, it's <laughs> the quickest you so now you you moved back to Texas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm living in Texas now. Where in Texas? Uh Fort Worth. I live right right down the road from like TCU. Okay. And then uh what are you and where are you working? Uh I sell roofs, bass roofing restoration. Uh it's like my little brother's company. He started it you know, so a while ago and it, it just blew up. So help them manage sales and, and do uh commercial sales, residential sales. So where O'Day just came and then left. Uh, <laughs> he saw the lineup. He saw me on here. It was like, no, forget that. That, that was the quickest. We had the quickest uh, finish and also the quickest interview. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, that was weird, right? Shouldn't he have, I mean, why do you, why do you leave? I think he was having technical difficulties, I would guess. Oh, okay. I was like, all right. Um, that, yeah, now, I he was trying to make it work. So I was going to say, Sean, so last week, uh, did you watch the fights last week, Chaz? Yeah, yeah. So Anthony Smith um, fought uh, Ryan Spann, right? And I thought, look, I love Anthony Smith. I had to get the fight to Ryan Spann. It was one of those fights, Sean, where Anthony won the first. Ryan 
it was almost stopped in the second. Yeah. And then the third round was kind of close, but I would give it to Ryan Spann. You know, um, so then they interview Anthony Smith afterwards and the crowd's booing. And this is Singapore where they're not known for being mean, these crowds. Like they were like, boo, you know, like it's, if, if they're well, booing. Singapore's they're, known for being mean, but not necessarily the crowd. That country's right. a little rough. I've been there. Yeah. Right, right. But if they're booing you in Asia, like they're fucking booing you, right? So, so they're, so they're like, boo, boo. So it was pretty funny because Anthony Smith goes, hey, listen, guys, I'm a father. Uh, I had 80 fights. He goes, come on, man. He's like, you guys name. And then everyone's like, all right, fine. Like, <laughs> Should have broke out into a Jack Black song. They probably have loved it. Like, uh, who did you think, who did you think won that fight? Me? Chad. Yeah, Chad. Uh, man, honestly, I probably also would have gave it to Span. I thought it was a close fight, you know? Um I thought it was a good fight for me when, you know, it sucks. The, I do believe that we need to do something about the scoring system. You know, uh, the 10 point scoring system kind of sucks. Cause when you, when you see a fight like that, where a guy is almost out of there and it's two other really close rounds, you know, overall the fight was won by span, regardless of how you score the rounds, in my opinion. Right. I mean, if you want to let, uh, and I also love Anthony Smith. I love watching his fights. I don't, you know, nothing against him personally. I just would have, I would have gave it to Span. I thought he, I thought he won two rounds, but also he was the closest to finishing the fight, did the most damage. You know, it's, I mean, he obviously won the fight. Right, 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 right. I wish they would go man on judging. I wish they would go to just you three judges choose who they think won. You know what I mean? Like not not by round, not by anything, just who won. Like if you were in the schoolyard and those two guys were fighting, they would be making about the same fighting in the schoolyard or the UFC probably, but um, <laughs> get the same paycheck. But um, yeah, they um, just like I wish they would judge on who you think won. Like you know, if, they, if you saw that fight, who you think the winner was? You know, and it wouldn't just be then because the guys are always going for the late takedown or the. I, I, I'm glad they've kind of gone away a little bit from one takedown means you won the round because that's what guys would do. They would sit out there and play grab ass for four and a half minutes and then try to get a, a takedown at the end. You know, like just to win the round. You know. What's up, people? Listen, today we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, I'm not talking about a baby, although that's adorable. We're talking about your baby makers. Boom. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensible skin. Trust me. And they deserve products not only skin safe, but also with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com. And use the code MMA Roasted for 20% off plus free shipping. Listen, Manscaped, I used to have the, the hairiest nuts. It was, it was, it was rough. I mean, girls would go down there, they would choke. Okay. I, I one time I had to go to the hospital. It was just ugh, nothing worse than, you know, in the middle of a of a BJ having a, a girl having to like go up and go whoa, 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 and start ripping out hair. It, it's not good. It's 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 bad. It, it, it happens to the best of us, okay? Some of you uh, friends may be Armenian or Italian or just, just hairier people, all right? Maybe not. But the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is a one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all, and that's you, okay? They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. 
We're all about elite, okay? The lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature. Propriety advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts, your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof. You can shave with less mess. Trust me, you don't want nose hairs and ear hairs. It's not good, okay? You want to get laid? You want to have fun? You want to relax? Check it out. Go to uh, the Platinum Package 4.0. They cover all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. Get 20% off and free shipping with the pre with the promo code MMA Roasted at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MMA Roasted. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. So check it out and enjoy everything. So, yeah, uh, you know, I think one. One championship does it like that now. You know, they score the fight as a whole. Yeah, so, that's what I So we got my buddy, oh, Oday Osborne, who actually I did stand-up comedy with. I met Oday uh, about a year ago. Really nice guy. And he's like, hey, man, let me get up there and do comedy. And, like, he, and I was like, have you ever done it? He's like, nah, but I'm funny, right? So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's put him up there. Dude, he was hilarious. He fucking <laughs> killed harder than anyone I've ever seen for their first time. And it was like jokes. It was legitimate jokes. Uh, hilarious. Like, you would never know it was his first. That was your first time, right? Yeah, first time. <laughs> I've, I've never even told jokes in front of my friends, actually. <laughs> like, dude, it was <laughs> unbelievable. And he was having fun. He he wasn't nervous. Uh, it was it was crazy. I, I, have you been up since then or no? No, see, I haven't. I haven't seen. I was. I've been waiting on you, man. I've been waiting on you. I got materials ready to go, locked and loaded. You know what I mean? But I was just like being. You know what? I I, I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I fight. I I literally fight another another person in a cage. Like I can't be nervous talking in front of a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you you had a rough up. I know. You you're from Jamaica, right? Yep, I'm from Jamaica. Uh huh. You were born in Jamaica. Yeah, born in Jamaica. I moved. So to, he emigrated there, <laughs> right near the beach. Yeah, I moved to Brooklyn after that um, in 2001, like right when 9/11 happened, and we, you know, it was a little bit of a culture shock. And then we 9/11 happened, and your parents were like, "Let's go to New York." But, yeah, man, it was crazy. I was just like, it like three months after I got to the, to America, you know, first time oh. in the country. Wow. And then yeah, 9/11 happened, and I, I lived about. 45 minutes away you know so it was it was a massive culture shock massive you know what I mean but at the same time I'd already had so much trauma you know from being a kid everyone sees like you know they, they see Jamaica and they see palm trees and beaches and all that stuff but uh it's actually a super impoverished country so I, you know about at that time I, I've, I've been through so much trauma that 9-11 was a culture shock, but at the same time, it was just like, okay, it's just another traumatic event that has happened to me in my life. But how'd you end up in Michigan? Wisconsin. Oh, was Kai, how'd you end up in Wisconsin? Uh, wrestling. So I don't, when I got done, I uh, played football in Florida and I wrestled. Um, wrestled in high school, you know, three-time place winner, place winner in high school. And, um, you know, the Midwest always has the like the best wrestling. Anyone who knows wrestling, they know to go to the Midwest. So that's how I ended up in Wisconsin. You know, I I, I wanted to wrestle in the Midwest. And uh, I figured, man, if you live in Florida long enough, you become like the Florida people. Because I lived, I lived in Florida and I was like slowly, you know, morphing 
Um, so I need to change. You know what I mean? I had everything. I had. I was happy. What does that? What know? does that mean? The Florida people are morphing. I, explain. <laughs> I was morphing. I was morphing, man. Because here's the thing. I was extremely happy. You know what I mean? I had everything going for me. I had, you know, I was really popular in school. I had a lot of friends. I, you know what I mean? I had everything going for me. But that's the that's the bad thing. You know what I mean? When I got done wrestling, um, in high school, I was like, okay. What am I going to do now? Well, how can I get to the next level? All right. Wrestling college. Uh, go to, you know, got to get out of Florida. Make, do something different. You know what I mean? Um, because when you come from where I came from with nothing, always try to, to you know, survive. Okay? So it's like a game of, it becomes, life becomes a game of survival. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was the thing for me. Like, okay. You're you know, being very general here. I feel like you're being very general. What, were you dealing drugs and partying and fucking chicks? I mean, minus the drugs, <laughs> minus the drugs, but I was definitely partying fucking chicks. Yes, yes. So then you end up in Wisconsin, and uh, you end up having a kid, right? No, I didn't have a, I didn't have a kid. I just partied some more and fucked more chicks. <laughs> he just partied with much uglier people in polar weather. It was like, oh, I was like, to Wisconsin. Wisconsin has more ugly people per capita than any place I've ever been in my life, man. That is an ugly <laughs> Okay, man, it is. Milwaukee's the ugliest city in the United States. It's amazing. Have you ever been? I don't know, man. I don't know because I feel like I feel like Wyoming would or, or North Dakota would, would be. Uh, I haven't been to either one of those. Yeah, you might be I've right. I've been on. to North Dakota. I've been to Minot, North Dakota. You know, because someone I knew was like my little brother who went to uh, college there. And I went. To, I went to North Dakota. I was like, mm. I'm either. I was like. You know what? I don't know if this is the place for me. North Dakota just wasn't it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of ugly chicks in North Dakota, but there's a lot of really good looking goats. Oh God! <laughs> thank you, thank you, Chats. Uh, I mean, yeah, what... when a guy comes, a guy comes from the from the hard streets of Jamaica and then goes to North Dakota. It's like the hell with this yeah, place, man. Just, I was like, back with the fashion planes in the buildings. Right. I was there for. I was there for like maybe a weekend and I was like, okay, uh, if I don't, I don't know, man, this, this place is not for me. <laughs> but then when we hung out in Vegas, you were like, I had to get out of Wisconsin. I was partying too much in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's just we in a theme here. <laughs> the party's following him. <laughs> <laughs> the guy likes to party. I like it. But then, then <laughs> you end up in like the biggest party capital of the world in Las Vegas. Yeah, he's like, now here I am in Vegas. <laughs> See, but it's different, though. It's different. Like, like people in Wisconsin, it doesn't matter if it's raining outside, if it's if it's sunny. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, you, drinking is a thing. It's like it's a sporting event. You know, so it's different. It's, right. it's much different. It's and then much you were, different. and then you were, you were a school teacher while you were partying. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Molding young boy gets better and better. <laughs> So where yeah. were you? Where were you a school teacher? So in the inner city, actually in Milwaukee. So I was uh I was school I was about for about six years. Um, I originally was an after school like coordinator. You know what I'm saying for the after school program because you know my training hours at the gym were so rigorous and I was like I need something that is gonna pay me but I can do after training which was hard. It's hard to find a job from. Four o'clock in the afternoon until like nine at night. It's that's impossible. It's an impossible window. So I found an after school program for like, you know, from about three thirty to six. And I was probably making 
$200 every two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough, but it was either that or get a job and sacrifice fighting. And we, when it comes to MMA or anything you do in life, you can't have one foot in, one foot out. You got to go all in. It's either, it's either you're in the window or you're in the doorway. Or you're not. You got married, right? You got married. Oh yeah. Then I, then I ended up getting, then I ended up getting married and oh, that was, that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> you married a white girl in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Was, yeah. And then uh, now, were you like the only black person in Wisconsin, or, or there? Was a- <laughs> <laughs> no. If you actually, if you ever, if you look up Milwaukee, Milwaukee is actually the most segregated, uh, one of the most segregated cities in the country. Um, Milwaukee is very diverse. It's super diverse. There's so much diversity. It's segregated is that the right word? Like- well, yeah, because how it, the pockets are, you know, the, the east side, it's like most of the white people live on the east side. And then the north side, the black people live on the north side. And the south side, all the, you know, Spanish people live on the south side. Oh, my God. Um, they also yeah. segregated by looks. They got the ugly people on the east side and the really <laughs> ugly people on the west side. So it's like, uh, Just ugly and uglier. Now, were right. you training with Ben Askren out, out there? No, man. Ben Askren, actually. So I trained with him at Rupert Sport for about two years give or take um well ben was a ben was a character man he was ben was ben was such a character asking was one of those oh i'm saying bye to my my, actually my friends who are in wisconsin uh, who are are visiting right now from wisconsin i'll see you guys all right (laughs) i bet they're very good looking (laughs) you call them ugly (laughs) yeah all your ugly friends can get out i wonder why they're leaving they're leaving they're probably tired of the for four days there i would guess (laughs) <laughs> Probably not used to that style or that level of partying. Oh man! So, so Askren was but, a character. But yeah, Askren was a character, man. He he always was just his own like different character. You know, one time I was like, you know, one time he went up to me and he was like, "Man, he's like, you have you have zero finesse." I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> he's like, "You have zero." I was like, <laughs> "Like like on the mat or just in general." Just on the on the mat. Oh, like, uh, yeah. He he pretty much was like, yeah. You got you have no finesse, man. You have no finesse. He pretty oh. much called me like a terrible fighter. You know what I mean? I'm like, Come I'm on. like, well, I, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, what do you yeah. mean I have no finesse? Give me a like he he has this, Give me a break. And this was like pre. This was this was before the UFC. You know, I I believe I was I was only about. I think I was. Four and one at the time as a fighter, you know, and he he just he give me, he just gave me a hard time, you know what I mean? He was By the way, Jose, do you know who who you're talking to? You know Chaz Skelly? No, I do not. So, okay, so Chaz Skelly was 19 and three. He's a retired UFC fighter. He mm-hmm. just retired. He beat everybody. Chaz Skelly was one of those guys you could you had to kill him to to beat him. Like yeah. he, he just keeps going and go the scrapper, and that's that's he's one of those guys that would lose every first round. Get the living shit beaten out of him, and then come back and win every fight. Uh, he beat Mark, beat Mark Striggle, beat Jordan Griffin. Uh, no contest, Bobby Moffat. What you got? Uh, weed? Is that weed? Uh, no, 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 no. He uh, let's see. He caught me in a uh, like a marsh, like a darse. He rolled to his back with it. I was defending it. The ref stopped the fight. I won the first round. You know, I had his back the whole round. I was defending it. The ref stopped the fight, but I was, you know, I never, I didn't submit. I wasn't out. I was just like, well, you know, what's up? 
But Got he just it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you beat Chris Gusen, uh, Grushenmaker. Chris lost Walker, him. yeah, yeah. Uh, beat Maximo Blanco. Lost Darren Elkins. Another guy who's just like you. I mean, beat Sean Seriano. Uh, you just you have a, a list of who's who. Uh, do you, are you familiar with O'Day Osborne's work? Yeah, yeah. I, I watch uh, so throughout my career, and even now that I'm done, I watch a lot of fighting. You know, I, I break down film. I like to I like to watch fights. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely familiar with them. I, I watched. Uh, let's see, like when you first came in, who was your first fight in to the UFC? Who was your my first, first fight? fight? Was Brian Kelleher. Brian Kelleher, yeah. Yeah, yeah, lost to Brian I, I Kelleher. Just, he, he beat Jerome Rivera. Uh, he lost to Manuel Capi, Capi uh, beat CJ Vergara. Cop. Cop. Manil Cop. Beat Charles Johnson. Uh, lost Tyson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's a, but yeah, he's a monster. And then Sean McCorkle is the guy that beat Mark Hunt in 47 seconds. Uh only thing I ever did in my life. <laughs> People always like, would you do a rematch? I'm like, why? Why would I? Why would I get beat up on TV like by a guy that I beat in 40 seconds? Like, Sean, Sean (laughs) crawled his way into the UFC. Sean would post pictures of him with UFC fighters, and he have them on their knees. So it looked like he was seven foot eleven. Like he was this huge. He talked (laughs) shit to everybody, saying he was a giant coming to the UFC. Then he wrote a Matt Hughes book review, where Matt Hughes wrote a book. He wrote his own version of it, and in every chapter ends up with Matt like like raping a goat or something or whatever. It ends up getting like a billion a billion hits. Uh, and then he fought, and then he, after he beat Pudzianowski, who was the world's strongest man, he went into the the ring in in uh, Poland and goes, "I am now the world's strongest man." Because <laughs> he yeah, I myself the world's strongest man. So yeah, this is uh, we we got some characters here. Um, so. <laughs> Um, the, the no, now before before uh, who's that girl's butt? What is going on? Right, there's a girl folding your clothes. <laughs> this is my this is my girlfriend right here. Look, uh, she's very beautiful, and look, she's from Wisconsin. Look, look at how beautiful she is. Oh, she's very <laughs> hot. So, yeah, is, see, is she a fighter she, too? <laughs> no, she should be though. Look, yeah, she's from Wisconsin. See, there's beautiful women in Wisconsin. She looks like a hostage, <laughs> looks like a hostage right now. Uh, does she, does she know where she is? <laughs> I'm not sure she even knows where she is, but uh, you just took the duct tape off. <laughs> She's <a hot> tape. <laughs> uh, so the UFC is fighting this week in France. Are you guys aware of this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll do some fight picks. Uh, Cyril gone coming off a first round loss to John Jones. Um, that fight was so disappointing. If you're a Cyril gone fan, I mean, he just did not show up. He's fighting Sergei Spivak. Who's coming off a bunch of wins. Uh, O'Day, who wins this fight? Sergey, for sure, man. Sergey is—he's um, a dude. It's like he's—he's he's a Sergey is the polar bear. He's just gonna wrestle the shit out of him for however many rounds it takes. You know what I mean? I think it's gonna—it's—it's it's, that's how it's gonna be. It's gonna be a wrestling match. He's not gonna Sergey's not gonna try to stand up with him. Uh, Chaz, uh, you know this is kind of a tough one. Um, so I will say I—I I do favor uh, Spivak. But the thing that would concern me about like betting on him or something like that is that mm-hmm. if you go back and you watch his past fights, especially like the Walt Harris fight, um, that's the Walt Harris moves the most like Cyril gone. You know, he has great foot movement. Um, he has great hands and Spivak can be kind of a uh, 
lumbery guy when he comes in to to get the takedowns. His injuries uh, clean, and he gets he can get caught a lot on the way in. So I think that if he gets a hold of a serial gun, then he takes him down and he wins that fight pretty easily on top. But I think the the issue is going to be actually getting a hold of him. It's going to be a big cage. It's not going to be the small cage. Gone's going to have a lot of room to run. But I still favor uh, Spivak. Sean? Uh, having not seen the uh, Spivak guy fight, I, I'll go back to the simple rule I always follow, which is never bet on a guy with a French accent in a fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, like, I don't think, like, if you talk like Pepe Le Pew, I'm not betting on you in a fight. I don't care. I used to actually believe that no one with a French accent could beat me in a fight. They asked me about Czech Congo. I was like, no one that talks like that could beat me in a fight. And then uh, I really believed it. Like, I really believed it. Like, with George St. Pierre, I was like, nobody with that accent could beat me in a fight. But then uh, then I saw Francis Ngannou, and I changed my mind. I oh, think yeah. he's got a free chance. The first, time right? I met, yeah. first, first time I met Czech Congo, he walked up to me at the awards, and he goes, nice to meet you. I'm gay. And I go, uh, <laughs> okay. And he goes, just kidding. I'm like... The fuck kind of weird fucking joke. <laughs> no, Bruce Buffer did the same thing to me, but he didn't say the just kidding part. Oh, right. Oh, right. So, all right. So, um, Manon Fioralt is fighting Rose Nama Yunus uh, in this fight. Rose has not looked the same since everyone got mad at Pat Barry for being a alleged groomer. Uh, she took that to heart and uh, people, you know, she said that it really got under her skin. Uh, but uh, who wins this fight, O'Day? Oh, man. You know, me personally, if you watch all of Rose fights, even the ones that she lost, you know, with, with the uh, with the slam up and slammed on her head, um, she had that one, you know, that one mental lapse fight with Carla, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, Rose has not shown that she has been like a bad fighter. She's 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 always come showed up to fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, Rose has always put on a good fight. Um, so not just that, she beat Wei Lee twice. That's crazy. I can't go against her. She yeah. beat Wei Lee twice. Yeah, good point. Good point. I'm she beat, I, not I, just that. She also beat Joanna. Yes, I, I'm with you, Chaz. Yeah, so I, I think that I think that Rose has a lot cleaner footwork. I think her I think her hands are a little more crisp. Um, when I when I, I watch Furat or whatever uh, fight against who, who was her like Caitlin Chukagian? Yeah, wasn't too impressed. I mean, she's a great athlete. She's a great fighter. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay her skills, but I just think I'm in the same same boat. Like you beat Whaley. You know, it's going to be hard to go against you. And even Carla Esparza, that was a really close fight. And Carla Esparza was a great wrestler. You know, Rose, I feel like Rose did a really good job. Uh, this lady is not, not nearly as good of a wrestler. I don't think I don't think the grappling will be as much of a factor. I think Rose will probably, you know, use a lot of footwork and, and kind of piece her up on their feet. You know, probably decision, point, point sparring. Sean? Yeah, I would say Rose, and I always go, it's two women fighting, I always say it'll be a decision. That's always my guess, because they don't really hurt each other too much, so um, as opposed to when it's a man and a woman fighting, I usually pick knockout. Unless but, unless, um, unless Nunez is fighting. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, for yes. sure. 
Um, and now Tiago Moises versus Benoit St. Dennis. Uh, I I hope Moses wins. I, I didn't you train with him? Uh, did you, uh, Chaz? No, no, I think he's an American top team. I'm over at uh, Sanford or Killcliff now. Yes. Uh, let's just skip to next week because that's the real one everybody wants to watch. Adesanya versus Strickland. That's the fight everybody's talking about. Uh, I still I can't believe it's in two weeks, Sean. Right? September 9th? It feels so. It's like, it's just, yeah. I, I, that, that was announced late, right? When they just announced a couple weeks ago or something? Like it wasn't a. Yeah, I think yeah. Strickland made the, the fatal mistake of asking for $10 more to take a fight on short notice. The UFC was like, how would you like to be unemployed? But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It's the been problem. in works for a minute, though. That fight has been under, you know, uh, under the table and works for a while. So um, The problem with this fight with Sean Strickland is that I don't think he cares if he loses. Like, he's one of these guys, like when he got knocked out, he's like, I wanted to see if I could beat him in kickboxing. <laughs> like, I would do it again. I mean, this dude's a fucking yeah. bad shit crazy. So I don't think he beats Israel Asanya in Australia, but he would be the funniest champion. Imagine him as the champion. Imagine him as the guy representing the UFC. Oh, my God. Uh, I think, uh, <laughs> I think uh, Dana White would have a stroke if he wins. Yeah, I think the UFC is is low-key a little bit afraid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you train you know, when they cut me when they cut me Adam? I don't know if I told you ever this. They told me uh, the risk wasn't worth the reward, yeah. and I was like, "What does that mean?" They said, "With the stuff you say online, you're not ever going to be the champ." So, like, why should we take like uh, I put a division sign when everyone else put the equal sign as their Facebook picture, and people are like, "Oh, you don't support gay marriage?" I was like, "No, it's symbolic." And they're like, "How's that?" I said, "Like the line in the middle is me, and the two dots are two gay guys. I'm trying to keep them from making out with each other." You know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I got in trouble for that one, too. So, yeah, they just – Joe Silva said the risk isn't worth the reward. And I just – I let my agent explain it to me because I didn't want to know anymore. I was like, that's going to probably hurt my feelings, whatever he has to say. So, Oh, Dave, do you train with Strickland? So, I don't train with him, but I see him all the time at the, at the PI. Like, every damn day I see I see Strickland, you know. What's um, he like not on, on Twitter? He's the same, um, but more extra when there's people around. You know what I mean? When there's people around, he's a lot – more but he's pretty much the same um <laughs> he's pretty much the same just that when there's a camera or people around he's it's amplified you know what i'm saying so chaz who wins this fight adesanya versus strickland uh man i you know i'm just of the mindset that i feel like strickland i feel like honestly could take adesanya down and submit him I, I mean, I really believe that, but I just don't think he will. I don't think he'll try and wrestle. I think he's going to come out and try and kickbox, and I think he's going to lose a kickboxing match. So, Adesanya. Yeah. But I, I think Strickland possesses the ability to win this fight. Honest to God, he can get the – I mean, his wrestling's decent. His jiu-jitsu is good. You know, uh, he could win that fight. So, if did you train with Anthony Johnson at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I trained with Anthony Johnson. So is it kind of the same thing where, like, you saw how, like, this guy could beat anyone in the, on, like, if he just put his, the right mind to it? Man, Anthony, AJ was a freak, you know? that The thing with him is just he hit so hard that it's like, if I hit that hard, I wouldn't take anybody down either. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would never, I'd never shoot a shot if I hit that hard. That guy hit so freaking hard. He's just a freak. So, you know, I think... I think Strickland, his issue with his striking in this matchup is that he relies a lot on volume. You know, he's a volume striker. So 
yeah, is he going to hit Adesanya? Probably hit him a few times, but you know, with the way that he strikes with his head straight up in the air and he comes straight forward with and pumping the jab, and yep. dude, Adesanya is going to pick that apart. And did you did you ever spar with uh, Rumble? <laughs> I mean, I moved around with him. I never sparred with him. <laughs> so, oh man! You, you know, I mean, I never we never went hard, but I did move around with him. Yeah, I mean, were you in, were you in the camp when uh, Stephen Struve was training for McCorkle? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think that so. was a long time ago. Now, O'Day, who, uh, how does this fight go? Strickland versus Adesanya. Um, I, I think Strickland's biggest problem in this fight is his footwork. He, he, he moves, he walks to people. You know what I'm saying? He walks forward. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't flow into his strikes. He just walks people down. And Adesanya is, I think he's going to probably leg kick the fuck out of him. <laughs> And then probably bring it up to the top. Um, not only that, the way that he blocks, you know what I mean. He keeps he keeps a weird like he um, uh, it's it's like chess versus checkers. Right. That's a, that's a great analogy, uh, Sean. Yeah, same man. I don't I don't see any way. Uh, I mean, like Chess said, I mean, if he takes him down, if he wants to, if he wants to, um, he would have a shot. But he's not gonna. I mean, he's not gonna win if he stands up with him. It's not. Uh, you know, that's not uh, – but he doesn't seem smart enough not to do it. So, that seems like the uh, same thing. Like, when guys – I always wonder why no guy ever gave me that consideration. Like, I want to beat him in his own game. I'm going to go ahead and lay down and let him get on top of the mount. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only game I had was being on top on the ground. But um, yeah. Yeah, nobody ever played – like, I fought uh, this guy Christian Moorcraft. He beat the shit out of me uh, playing his game. Then he fights Matt Mitrione and stands with him and says, I just want to see if I can stand with him. Then he fights Pat Barry. And says, I just want to see if he would groom me. No, he just said, I just want to see if he would <laughs> if I could stand with Pat Barry. He just kept getting knocked out by guys that are stand-up fighters. And I was like, You didn't stand up with me. You kept taking me down, you know? So now, uh, O'Day, are you trading with uh Ngannou right now? Are you in the same camp as him? Yeah, I'm in the same camp as him. Yep. Um, now how's he looking for his fight? His uh, you know what? So he started his camp when I ended my fight. So I haven't got a chance to see yet. Um, I'm still being a fat bitch. <laughs> I fought like three weeks ago, so I'm about to I'm about to get back in the gym um, tomorrow actually. So, um, yeah, I'll let I'll. Who's, I'll, who's I'll, he bringing in to uh, emulate Tyson Fury? You know, again, again, I have no idea. I haven't been I've been a, I've been being a fat bitch for the last three weeks. So, got it. Got you it. should bring in Fury's dad because he does a hell of an impression of his son. Going <laughs> <laughs> to a park, man. Uh. Um, now this whole fight, this whole fight is basically Israel Strickland. And this card, I mean, they got Volkov versus Ty Tuvasa. That's a good fight. Finally, uh, <laughs> the fight none of us have been waiting for. Uh, Tyson Pedro is on the card against Anton Turkals. I'm sure these guys are great fighters, but I don't. I mean, I'm a fight fan. I don't know who these Shane Young, Gabriel Miranda, McDessie. You haven't been looking forward to the Shane Young Gabriel Miranda fight. <laughs> Uh, co-main event. Uh, Blood Diamond is fighting. I mean, you know, these guys, so <laughs> if you're nickname's Blood Diamond, I don't know who you are. That's a bad sign. No, that's his name. His name is actually Blood Diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's his name. Yeah. Well, his parents loved him, I guess. He's actually, he's like from Africa, and he's, I, I think he changed his name. He changed oh. his name to blood diamond uh i actually <laughs> love that movie also so. um now have you guys seen that sean o'malley keeps calling out tank 
Uh, he wants to box Tank. Um, he, he goes, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> Tank Davis, he goes, he's five foot two. He's a little person, this and that. I don't see how there's any way Sean O'Malley can beat Tank Davis in a boxing match. Um, Zero. But here's the thing. He's going, he's, Sean is, oh, man, I, he's, he's doing, he's taking a page right out of McGregor's book. And which is what? The Floyd Weather, the Floyd Mayweather thing. It's like the script is it's already written. You know what I'm saying? But I mean Mayweather, but for some reason he went eight rounds with Mayweather or ten rounds. I don't think he That's I, Mayweather wasn't a knockout. Let him go ten rounds. I don't know if anybody uh, else knows, but Mayweather let him go those, those ten rounds. But yeah. that's the but here's the yeah. here's the here's Absolutely. the thing I think here's the thing I think you're missing. It's a this, this is a this is this is a business world, you know what I'm saying? Anything that they want to happen, they will make happen. You know what I'm saying? If they want the fights to go eight rounds and then have Tank beat them in eight rounds, that's probably what will happen. You know what I mean? But you don't think that's like, but you think if he gets knocked out one round by Tank Davis, that kind of lowers the stock a little bit? No, hell no. Because he's, dude, he it's a win-win situation. He's not a boxer. You know what I'm saying? He's not a boxer. He can always go, well, you know, I wasn't a boxer. I stood there with the best boxer in the world. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Andy's well. gonna make Andy's gonna make more money in that one boxing fight than he will in his entire career. He's gonna go yeah. from making five hundred thousand dollars in his last fight, and I'm sure he made more based on pay per view buys. I don't know what his contract is to making thirty million. You know, so he was he, on he doesn't completely follow the mate or the uh, McGregor playbook because he'll start doing a bunch of cocaine uh, <laughs> after the fight. So he probably won't. Uh, and so he was on Fox. So he was on Fox News a couple days ago. Uh, O'Malley was. According to Fox News website, he goes him and his about him and his wife. He goes, "I'm a king. I pay for everything. I treat Danya like a queen. If I got a little pussy on the side, what does that have to do with anything? I have testosterone running through my veins. It's that fucking simple. If I wasn't paying for everything, if I wasn't, you know, successful and like maybe like an average Joe, I probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't be fair. But I'm fucking King Kong, baby. Andrew Tate explains it well." You know I got status, so I can. Hmm. Um, I bet she felt so loved and respected when she was that quote. Like, I guarantee you, they didn't have an argument that night at all. Like, nothing. well, let me let me tell you something about that. And this is something I can't believe it even came to my mind. I saw that article, and the first thing I thought when I saw that article was, I remember an interview with him a long time, right when he came off the Contender series where he said that they were in an open relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she she goes out and hooks up with other people too. And they asked him if that like hurt his feelings or something. And he was, yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, I cry about it, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, now now that he now that he's champ, he's saying, you know, oh, right. I'm Kong, baby. But a year ago, he was, he was weeping. He was I weeping about it. it. How awesome is it? Adam, think about it. Imagine if these guys, like, imagine if NBA players had to go try to play in the NFL to make money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the whole thing with MMA fighters going to boxing. Maybe I can stand up comedians were like, you know what? I'm going to have to go uh, fight in the UFC to try to make no, actually but make it, it. It kind of like, basically, in a lot of ways, it's like, wait, I got to be a TikTok star to make money. Or I got to make vi- I got to make videos or go viral. It had nothing to do with stand-up comedy. So, or I've got to be in any sport except the one I'm in. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I could kind of see it. Uh, but as far as him cheating, like, I don't know, man. Like, my 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 wife's like, don't even fucking think about it. I would leave you so fast. And there's something I kind of respect about that. 
uh, as much as like it would be, you know, you can say the grass is always greener, but you know, he's got to be careful what he what he wishes for uh, O'Malley. I mean, obviously it's, it's working for him right now, but all this shit is can go down south really quick. You know, break his leg and start taking a bunch of steroids and then not be able to pass the test so he can't actually finish through with this fight with Michael Chandler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. O'Malley's not cheating. Bro, what did, what did Hunter do yeah. to you? What did what? Hunter do to you? <laughs> no, I, you I, I respect you. They never uh, inappropriately really touch you. I gotta know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're I, I just saw your girl. I don't think she'd be cool if you were like, hey, I'm the fucking man. I'm gonna go out and fuck whoever I want. I'm King Kong. Uh would that without would she be cool with that or no? Hell no, she wouldn't. And I wouldn't want her to be cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, man. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a slippery slope. You know what I mean? It's a it's a very slippery slope. And once I'm, you go I'm down- not physically mature enough to even compartmentalize. Like, like I I would feel like there are some people that can just fucking okay. This is that. This is that. This is that. Unfortunately, everything in my my life bleeds into each other. Yeah. So, um, but Chaz, you do you think your wife would throw you off the roof? If, oh uh, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> you know what I say? You know, different strokes for different folks. It, right. Things that work for him. They're not going to work for me in my relationship. Obviously, there is no possible way that that would happen in my relationship. I couldn't I couldn't get away with it for a second, you know, nor would I want to, you know, same. So because I, I wouldn't want her to do that to me and she and she wouldn't want me to do that to her. But they've been open about that in the past. And that's just the way the relationship is. So more power to them, you know, whatever. If it but works, O'Malley, I look, man, I went I watched O'Malley train what five years ago in Arizona, six years ago. And he was, I think he he just got in the contender for he's he's he trains exactly like he fights. And it's really awkward for people to get it's hard to bring in somebody that, that does that, does everything essentially wrong. Chin up, hands down, wheel kicks, all that shit. Someone's gonna figure it out, but until then. He's gonna be very successful. Um, Ode, yeah, you're kind of I mean, like that too. I mean, you 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 throw very unconventional punches and yeah, you know. grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right, and there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? I'm going to bet. I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay. Your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. And bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Oh, help is here. So is hope. 
hope and help. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. Well, because here's the thing, man. You got sometimes it's like they say fight fire with fire. It's like, no, you got to fight fire with water sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, the the everyone comes from a traditional boy tie or uh Dutch style, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of the times you it's, it's impossible to catch up to that style. So you, you kind of have to create your way, uh your own way. It's like dude, fighting is art. There's no right or there's no right way to fight. There's really not. If you think about it, if you're good at something, if you're good at, if you're truly, really, really good at something, no one's going to beat you at that thing that you're good at until, you know, one day someone probably will. But fighting is, it's like paint. It's like a canvas, man. It's, it's, it's an expression. You got to express yourself how you feel that you, you fight best. And that's what he does. He's really good at, you know, um, fighting like him. You know what I'm saying? Everyone kind of copies, um, like a almost like a layout pretty much and so he he does man he, he all power to him you know what i mean i'm a little salty that he won but <laughs> I, I, I don't have no no hate um yeah do you uh do you do uh train with aljo yeah i do yep such a great guy he, yeah he, he's the best Dude, he's so hated though. I don't I don't get I mean I get it because the Peter I, I don't I don't understand why though. Cause he look at he doesn't be on Instagram calling people, you know, calling people out of their name. He's not a shit talker. He doesn't really, you know what I mean? He kind of stays in. So I don't understand where all the hate comes from. It makes it makes no sense. Now, uh before we leave, so Dylan Dennis uh obviously is fighting Logan Paul and he keeps no he keeps posting pictures and videos of Logan's fiance. It just, I don't know if you follow this, Chaz. There's like, I, I saw it. I just saw an article about it like yesterday. There's, 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 it just, it never ends. I don't know who hacked her phone. So this is the one he posted two days ago. He wrote morning, right? He just writes morning. And then uh, th- this one might be the worst one. I, you know, so it's what he writes. He goes, by the way, I'm very proud of myself. This is the longest I've ever gone without sex since I started. Obviously, it's driving me crazy. I am struggling. I mean, penis inside of me. All I want is like a big fat sausage just <laughs> my body. So, if any of you guys know a good dick that doesn't have STDs on it, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> Did Edward Snowden break into her phone, or what is going on? <laughs> wow! Golly, where is Dylan getting this stuff? Is that a deep? That can't be real, right? It's and, real. Is that his, is that wife or his that's girlfriend? His, that's Logan's fiance. Um, wow. Like, Chaz is shocked. Chaz is shocked. I'm just in shock because I sent the same message out from my phone and it didn't get any attention. 
<laughs> you'd I'm actually be amazed at how much attention you'd get if you send that message out. <laughs> I'm pissed. Yeah. I mean, wow. if anyone knows a good dick that's not connected to an STD, I mean, she must have sent that to like a private chat to her, like three. No, or she had to have posted it somewhere. I mean, she took a video of herself saying. <laughs> She said, if any of you guys know, I mean, she had to have posted that somewhere, right? <laughs> I think yeah. it's got to be a deep fake. Don't you think it's a deep fake? No, Surely. it's not. Because it would say this is not really like they post like this is actually an altered image or a video that, you know. And according to Dylan, he has a video that would that would ruin her and the fight would be off. But he's not posting it. A picture. He's going to wait till a week before to post it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to happen. And then he's going to pull out. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen monster. anyway. Dylan's not fighting. No, he's not going to fight him. You don't think it's going to happen? You don't think it's going to happen? No chance. No. I mean, they have Mike Perry on standby. Uh, so Mike Perry's... <laughs> which... Mike Perry will fight. I was going to say, you can, you can guarantee Mike Perry will take that fight. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going well, from, Mike Perry. You're going from Dylan Dennis story, to man. Mike Perry <laughs> in a boxing match. That's a big difference. Yeah, uh, huge difference. I mean, what do you think would happen if Logan, if Dylan just comes out and knocks him out with one punch? I mean, that would like the internet would go like that would be the greatest. <laughs> like, like, I think we would turn around and Milwaukee would be the most beautiful city in the world because that's only an alternate <laughs> universe where that would happen. There's no way, man. There's no way. You uh, know, I, I told you about when I first met Mike Perry, right? First time I ever met him. The only time I ever met him. I'm at a fight and hit this promoter that uh, I won't say his name, but he promotes a lot of fights. Um, he uh, he says, you got to meet this guy, man. He believes it. And I was like, what? I don't know what that means. He goes, just wait till you meet him. This guy is unbelievable. He believes it. And I was like, believes what? Like, I didn't know what that meant, you know? <laughs> and I was like, he believes it. So I'm thinking, I'm out of the loop. I don't know what's going on. So I meet Mike Perry, comes up, he goes, what up, dog? You know what I'm saying? Like, he starts like going in, I'll fight Robbie Lawler, I'll fight. He starts going in this long tirade. And after about 20 minutes of him talking, I was like, this guy believes it. Like, I knew exactly <laughs> what he meant. I was like, he believes everything he's saying. Like, he's not joking. It was the greatest. He was the blackest white dude I've ever met. When he came to my special, he was so nice. He was with his pregnant girlfriend. And I was like, who set you guys up? And he said, John Jones. <laughs> John Jones actually introduced him to his girlfriend. I'm like, perfect. What, did he get a call with her and then get her number and give it to Mike Perry? Well, I guess she was a wrestler. Or she wrestled in high school and John Jones knew her from the gym. I thought you were making a joke about John Jones hitting a pregnant lady in a car. I thought that's where he was going. No, no, I was not. John Jones introduced him. A whole different. All right. Um, so, Chaz Skelly, how could we help bring Division One wrestling to Texas? Uh, well, I mean, at this point right now, we're just at the uh, the stage of raising the initial funds. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Charleston State University is bringing Division One wrestling to Texas. Um, Texas Collegiate Wrestling Foundation dot org. So Texas Collegiate Wrestling Foundation dot org is collecting money. There's a QR code on, on the website where a place where you can donate. Or if you if you have a larger donation, uh, what is it? Five hundred one C three compliant, tax compliant. All the all the donations are. Um, there are many reasons why we need Division One wrestling in Texas. I don't have to go over them all. Obviously, it's huge. The sport Texas is a huge state. We've got the fourth most men's wrestling in high school, the second most women's wrestling in high school according to uh, population, and we don't have a Division One team. So it'll be huge for the sport. It'll be huge for the athletes. Come donate. 
let's get this going. If if you want to make a larger contribution, get a hold of me. We'll I'll send you all the paperwork and we can get rolling on it. And we'll have the link in the uh, in the in the bio of the podcast. Uh, okay, so Oday, you have a podcast, right? Yeah, I have a podcast. Uh, I'm actually starting season three next week, which is crazy to say because I feel like I just started it, my podcast yesterday ago. But yeah, it's called Wagwan. For those of you guys that don't know, and, and if you've met any Jamaicans, they would say like Wagwan means like what's going on, you know. So yeah, I got. How do know, I spell that? W a h g w a a n. Okay, Wagwan. I think I heard Tom Hanks' son say that once. I could be wrong. <laughs> Wagwan. So yeah, if you look up on if you look up on YouTube, like Wagwan with Ode Osborne, it should come up, or on Spotify. It's on Spotify as well. Um, I do that, and I also do. I'm actually, I actually, I have to leave here in like a couple minutes uh, to finish because I have to um, do a. I'm speaking to a, football, a high school football team at five every about. Once or twice a week, I volunteer a youth, pro- uh, youth program with the Las Vegas Metro Police Officers, and we go into schools and we talk to the kids and, you know, kind of just speak to them about um, how to how to not just, hey, you have to be great in life. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you have to, you know, you have to graduate high school. Hey, you have to go to college. But real, real stuff, like why, like accountability, why is it important for us to have uh, things that we take accountable for, you know, because especially in this day and age, nobody takes accountability for shit anymore. You know what I mean? So I talk to the kids about why is that, why that's such an important factor in life. You know what I mean? And not just that, but being respectful and how far that can get you. You know what I'm saying? Because kids, not man, I just get my ass beat. If I if I would if I were to speak against an adult as a kid, my mom would beat my. Ass. Now these kids are they they say whatever they want. You know, so I, I tell them, I teach them why. And that's the most important thing, not just tell the kids something, but teach them the why, you know, and how I got here, you know, from being Jamaica and just stuff like that. And kind of just give them that sense of I can do that, too. OK, that's cool. Love that. I love that. And Sean, you have your own YouTube channel now where you review. <laughs> I just basically make fun of Brandon Schaub on it. Uh, it's a it's a passion of mine. So. <laughs> I'm gonna follow you. Thing I got going on is what's your channel? Uh, oh, it's just uh, actually what is it? I think it's uh, gosh, I don't know the name of my own big. I think it's a uh, McCorkle oh, Minute. Yeah. Promote yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not on top. Yeah, it's McCorkle Minute because I I started one and it, there was like someone copied it right away to mess with me and they just put the in front of it and before I knew it, like they were uploading my videos on there and I was watching the, my videos on their channel. On <laughs> here, like somebody was just copying and putting them on there. Everybody's like, hey, and so the, the video I have that has 100 views has 7,000 on this other guy's page. He's way better at marketing than me, apparently. So, um, like, I would post a video. He would steal it immediately and put it on his, and then he'd post it on, like, a bunch of websites and never get a bunch of views. I'm like, dude, that dude is – I can't even be mad about it. I'm like, that's a that's a great idea, you know? So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I will be at the House of Comedy. Yeah, right. I'll be at the House of Comedy in Plano, Texas next week. Uh, is that near Fort Worth, or is it far? Yeah, it's like, you know, probably 45 minutes away, an hour, but I come out there. Oh, that'll be awesome. I'd love to see you. Um, uh, You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much, and uh, have a great week. See you guys. Later on, man. Thank you. Hey, Adam. Yes. When are you you starting back, uh, when you come back to do comedy in in Vegas? I'll be back there in December, and you're going to be on it. All right, perfect. Yeah. December. Ready. All right.